Hello, and welcome to Iacon Underground Radio for the week of March 13th, 2019. This is Jen. And David. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're, we're getting back into doing these regular news pods, uh, and, I mean, it's not that there was no news last year, uh, but there is continuing to be news, uh, this week. We have the much-anticipated first issue of the new ongoing Transformers comics. Uh, the, the comic that all the previous perfectly good comics had to die to give us, so, uh... We had a finite ending. I, I like a solid ending that was planned. And I mean, surprise I guess... Surprise cancellation. Yeah, surprise cancellations suck. I guess mostly with Transformers, when we've had surprise cancellations in recent... I mean, not even recent memory. Basically, what I'm saying is Dreamwave just exploded. But yes. it was kind of going, going downhill... At the time, uh, yeah, I guess good. with G1, they kind of had a feeling the writing was on the wall, so it wasn't too surprised. But anyway, uh, but we will, of course, as we usually do with uh, new comics and that sort of thing, uh, we will save that to the end. Uh, so you will keep listening. Uh, not that we have like advertisements or anything that you need to that we need to make you keep listening through it's just you know <laughs> showmanship uh yeah. so uh starting off our news uh on on the subject of uh things that are neo generation one uh <laughs> the the prime wars trilogy uh which as we mentioned before had sort of suddenly stopped existing uh is existing yeah. again if you were really feeling so inclined can oh, we which... we need to watch Tower of the Primes. We we really yeah. should. Did we finish the second season? Can't yeah. Remember. Yeah. Okay. We we finished uh Titan's Return, I think. Okay, we just need to watch the last one. Yeah. Let's, let's say we did and eventually watch <laughs> the last one maybe before you don't... the Netflix thing starts. You don't want to see Ron Perlman as Optimus Primal? <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, yeah, I do want that part, but I don't want, like, the rest around it. Yeah. So, I mean, this is something I've sort of had strong feelings about, just the archival aspect of, of these fictions and, like, the idea of it no longer being at all available, giving me terrible flashbacks to the Saban robots in disguise. And yeah, well, just, not even it, that, like, the, um... There was the Power Core Combiner shorts. Oh yeah, those too. Wherever that See, this is, this it it drives me crazy when this stuff is so ephemeral. But mm. uh, but this apparently is slightly less ephemeral than than feared. Uh, it is now available on RoosterTeeth.com. Uh, so I guess they took it in and gave it a home. Uh, I don't well, know. Well, they if... took over the Machinima stuff and. They're going forward with some other Machinima things that were already continuing, like Red Blue versus Blue, whatever the crap. I don't really pay attention to those, other than Ruby, <laughs> which I'm mm-hmm. seasons behind on. Alas. Like me and Bojack Horseman. <laughs> oh, I haven't watched any of that. It sounds too depressing. Look, I was I was 
in such a depressing place that I was like, this show is going to make it worse. So I had to skip yeah. a little bit of that. Uh, so maybe I'll, maybe I'll get back to that. But, uh, so yeah, if you're feeling so inclined to see what happens when you spend approximately like a dozen times more money on voice actors than scriptwriters, uh, you can, you can see that again. Uh, and maybe mm. we will watch it at some point when we're bored and need to be sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other interesting, again, sort of Neo G1 stuff, uh, Barricade is getting a G1 toy. Yes, based upon Which the, um, is... was it, uh, Don Figueroa's art or somebody's? Uh, I, th- like I think it might have been Guido Guidi, but it was, it's basically, oh, he's, isn't he just a, a prowl? Redeco. Yeah, he, he's a, he's a redeco of prowl. Well, a pre-deco of, um, smoke screen or blue streak or one of the other prowls. Yeah, so he's, he's, like it's prowl he's with a, a different head. He's one of the Dotsons, except they aren't Dotsons yeah. anymore, but they're, they're Dotsons. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, they're Dotsons I mean, from Cybertron. Oh, Cybertron. Extra greebles on them. I don't care. It, it's Barricade. G1-ified Barricade, although there was a G1 Barricade who was, uh, was it Micromaster? I think was so. Combiners? Yeah. <laughs> the um, name has but... existed for a while, but it's neat. Purple police car. Yay. Yeah. So, I am, I don't know, it's, you, it, you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you get the whole thing sometimes when you'd see, like, movie characters translated into, say, animated, where yes, they still, where they still kind of looked like movie characters, so it's sort of interesting that Barricade is just very, very G1. Like, yeah. he has a gold face, which I guess you didn't see much in the first couple years, no, but... I, no, you didn't have... You only had, like, a couple of guys with blue faces. Everybody else was silver. Yeah. You had tracks who had a red face for no reason. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, so that's... I mean, that's cool. Uh, I don't know. That Prowl toy looks... I don't know. I'm not really sold on it. Yeah, I probably won't get Prowl, but I'll get Barricade. I I'm, I'm I will say those very mixed uh, on siege. Yeah, same. The uh wave 2 of the deluxes are starting to show up. Uh I actually found them at Walmart and proceeded to not buy Chromia in favor of buying a Captain Marvel figure. Uh yeah, yeah I I seen that movie that um Patreon episode will be coming out at some point and uh yeah, yes. I I need to get a Captain Marvel 2 with Goose. But yes, when when I was there looking for uh, a Captain Marvel figure as my, like, new tradition of post-MCU movies, going and, and buying a Legends figure, uh, they had uh, Wave 2 of Siege at Walmart. So that's something to keep an eye out for if you're into that. Uh, if you're, I mean, the, the Chromia does look good, but I, I like the Chromia we already have. She is extremely greebly. You sort of have, there's like... You get the ones like the Sideswipe School of Siege design who are not quite as greebly, and then you get the ones who are like this Chromia or the Starscream who are just like crazy. 
So it's, it's interesting. I'm I'm sort of curious to see if one of those styles is going to end up getting phased out as the series goes on because it's just like something that someone early in the series wanted to do that doesn't really continue. Yeah, I hope the greeblies go away a bit too much. So also in uh in weird comic news, there's the <laughs> Mazinger Z versus Transformers. Oh right, yeah, I think I think that was announced maybe was it last before last time? No, it had to have been after the last episode, but it, it's like yeah, that's out of left field. I mean they have the cover is by Go Nagai. Is the yes. actual series by Go Nagai? Because that would be no, crazy. I, the artwork, no. I think he might have a hand in writing it, co-writing it somehow. But as far as That's... I know, the only confirmed thing is he's definitely doing the cover. Somebody else is doing in the interior art. That's kind of crazy. Yes, it is. Especially <laughs> since they're they're actually going with the traditional scale of Mazinger and he's like 18 meters tall so he's bigger oh, wow. than all the Transformers. Yeah. But but he is not, I mean, I guess he's kind of magical. It's 1820. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, I mean, I don't know if the cover is meant to be metaphorical art or literal, but it, it does have I, Massinger a lot bigger I, than Optimus. I don't think it's that much of a difference, but it, it is a noticeable. Was, I think there was other art that I saw on Twitter, maybe, where he's like, well, um, no, Op Prime's like, what, 30 feet tall, usually? And that's about a meter conversion. Oh, no, it's like under 10 meters. So, Mazinger should be like twice the size of everybody. Okay. So, not necessarily as big as. Yeah, so this, like as big I as a combiner not... or something. Okay. Like him going toe to toe with Devastator would be cool. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so yeah, that that is interesting. Uh, meanwhile, I guess we do still have the uh, the G one Star Trek animated crossover going on. Yeah, no, IDW. it's done. Is it done? All, all five issues are out. I've read it. It's it's fun because I was reading it in cartoon voices. <laughs> it's great. I always read everything in cartoon voices. Well, okay, maybe not. Well, because it was the, the the Star Trek cartoon was the, all the original cast and the Transformers. Yeah. It's, it's very G one style plus like um, Arachnid for some reason and Windblade. So at least <laughs> Windblade I have one half just of those voices in my head in everything, always, constantly. Also, Arachnid A plus. Yeah, she well, she looked really everything. weird because she was G1-ified and, and she had, like, six eyes. Like, she was Eek. a little bit more... She was, like, helicoptery, but but a face was more like black arachne. Anyway. But but my okay. brain has defaulted to animated Ratchet for the voice of G1 Ratchet. <laughs> yeah, As opposed I, to current Prime Jeffrey Combs. I was... G1 absolutely reading more than meets the eye in Corey Burton's ratchet voice. Uh, I don't remember Corey Burton's ratchet as much. Well, no, that's animated ratchet. What? Oh, it was Corey Burton too? Oh, maybe that's why it stuck in my head. Because <laughs> he's good. He's very uh, good. Yeah, so uh, 
Also, there is... So, did the Bumblebee movie just come out over there, or is this just part of the, like, video promotion stuff? It did just come out, yeah, because it was... took forever for it to show up. Because some international movie releases are sometimes very weird. Although, it's been a while since I've noticed one that was, like, this long of a delay. Mm -hmm. And I... it Basically, okay, so I bring this up because... uh, Takara is teaming up with Sanrio to do a Bumblebee-themed cafe. And we talked, I think we touched a little bit on the cafe phenomenon uh, in the Superhuman Samurai Cyberpod, because uh, yeah. they had a Gridman uh, cafe. Yes. But yeah, it's they do a little exclusive thing. It's like a little pop-up thing. They have cute little treats and some little fun souvenir merchandise it's really cute i it does seem like america is probably too large for things like this yeah unless you're doing like la or new york but then it'd be a pain to get to because of course they're in tokyo the biggest city in japan it's easy to do yes it happens with everything I, I think they also have like a 30th anniversary of transformers museum going on at the same time <gasps> yeah, with the cafe Ooh, that's pretty cool I don't know how big it is. It's probably just like one large room somewhere, but yeah, yeah it's still neat. I don't go know, to, go man. Go to Bumble Bag Cafe, can... get a cute little themed food, and then and, and go stare at old production art and things. Toy yes. design. <laughs> uh, but I mean, even like in the mid-90s, like the Hartman collection was like big enough for a, a pretty sizable room. So I imagine you could get, mm. if you really wanted to be serious about it, you could get a lot of a lot of space in a museum that way. But I guess it's just what they want to use for it. Uh, but I know it did come out in China uh, in pretty short order after the U.S. got it. Oh, but because there was all the promotion that seemed to be very much pushing the the girl and her her love interest robot stuff, but uh, but yeah, so well, yeah, they I, they are getting. Bumblebee. I was seeing like on Twitter, I was seeing like like people were drawing art in Japan like a month or two before. Well, probably since the movie came out over here. Mm-hmm. Seen clips yeah. and things and reviews and, and it was like oh, one feed had like a countdown it was fun I have a doodle Aww. every few days that's pretty cute so so that is all some some very exciting news and so there's uh there's a new comic out it's transformers i guess just 2019 to uh specify Whenever. which which one we're on now. Uh, it is, it has 12 different covers. If you count all the like black and white covers and the like no title variants and yeah, it's a lot of, it's, it's a, a lot of yeah, covers. Well, it's a first issue, but like it's, it's cause we're used to, I, the Transformers comics, they get like three or four. Although I don't know what they got when Lost Light relaunched a new title, but it's like, yeah, I mean, like a with dozen number covers, ones, it's too many. With number ones, they do tend to go a little crazy. Uh, it's written by Brian Ruckley, 
uh, who we discussed before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a novelist. Uh, he gives me hope in uh, noveling as an inroad to the uh, to comic book writing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the like it's you you know when you're an artist you can take your portfolios to conventions and stuff, but it's it's hard to break in as a writer. Uh, art by Angel Hernandez and Cache Whitman. Uh, colors by our old friend Joanna Lafuente. Uh, yeah. Letters by Tom B. Long, uh, also holdover from previous Transformers stories. Uh, editors David Marriott and Tom Waltz. I don't know editors. So, uh, so David. Yeah. What do you think? I um, mixed. Uh, it's so adequate. That's like the best word I can think of. Is it so okay? I, the art's a little rough. Release her, Mm -hmm. well, cause towards the end of Optimus and and Lost Light, we were getting spoiled for facial expressions. Oh my god, yes kind of really stiff like especially windblade she looks like a marionette with mm-hmm. no emotion mm-hmm. and we get we get and when we get on the prime he's all face masked although he's still orion pax yeah whatever and he, they're using the <laughs> they're using the cybertron the series body that's coming out in the new toys <laughs> Which is funky. Oh, like yeah, Galaxy Force. Yeah, Galaxy Force, yeah. Oh, that's, Which is a you know, weird. I wasn't thinking that hard about it because I was like, oh, I guess that's just the Siege Prime, but I forgot no, it's not. that, like, Siege the Prime Siege just Prime looks like that's G1 out so Prime. far, yeah, is, like, so perfectly G1 Prime that I'm, like, I I think I'm going to, like, <laughs> I have to buy him to be, like, my G1 Prime, uh, at least until I can show. get replacement tires for my masterpiece Prime, who got left up on blocks by one of my ferrets. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, that and like him and half my alternators. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> Rigby. The, the art's but, okay. Faces need work. The, the coloring is really good still. Lettering yeah. really good. The story, um. Uh, it, not much happens other than we get this new character rumble oh rubble sorry it's not rumble, rumble. although i get a feeling like it's gonna end up being frenzy or something instead <laughs> like we already got a rumble your name is frenzy but um, All right. I, I am fucking confused by there's a couple pages why the fuck are there monkeys on cybertron I mean, I guess they they sort of mention they do say that they're aliens, uh, so but I guess I, that's sort of the whole do they idea. Say yeah, yeah. They say they're like it is mentioned Voin that Voin they're aliens. They yeah, they do name them, but also uh, either Windblade or Bumblebee says something about Rebel discovering aliens or you know, just, talking to the I, aliens. So it's just so weird to have like like apes with like skull caps and a floating brain on freaking Cybertron pre-war. What it it that took me out of the comic completely. It's like 
the fuck? Because it's just like a two-page aside. It's like, oh, there's just monkeys on Cybertron. Yeah. Whatever. The fuck? I think if they had been less recognizable aliens. If they had, you know, if they had, if they'd not been either not been organics or at least not fucking actual monkeys. Yeah. Like Earth yeah, monkeys. Yeah, like I said. Like, if they had not been, if they had been more alien Uh, and less, like, sort of an Earth thing. Honestly, the thing that bothered me the most. Okay, A, I feel like, okay, I know we have been spoiled so badly. Yes. (laughs) And occasionally I kind of felt like James Roberts scripted with the previews in mind. So no. that you would get, like, that fifth page sort of cliffhanger. Yeah. Because he but, knew well, that you were going like... to see that a week in advance. But sometimes not, not when they always. would do that, it would be like, they would skip, like, the first few pages, okay. and then it would be, like, page two to seven or something. Yeah. Two to but, but I kind of feel like the end of this issue should have been, like, a preview page cliffhanger. I feel Kinda, like yeah. not... It's so decompressed. Also, it makes me... Okay, so we're gonna spoil. Spoilers here. Because they've, yeah. they've talked in the solicits about it being a murder mystery. So apparently, Brainstorm gets murdered. Who yeah, is which... Brainstorm? You... They're, they're entirely... Like, if you're supposed to care that they're finding Brainstorm murdered, it's because they're just assuming that you care about him from previous comics, because Kill they've the given you series. no reason to care about him here, and that makes yeah. me very angry, because... Because they, they do talk about him, and describe him a bit, but it it, it kind of doesn't sound like the previous series Brainstorm, it's just... Yeah, because they talk about him being like an Energon engineer. A Brainstorm who looks... Exactly like the last brainstorm. So th- this issue opens up with with one of the beloved characters from the last series dead. I mean, use a nobody or, or give use, us a reason to care. Or use don't somebody use, else. Like use yeah, highbrow. Highbrow use, never did shit. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, he would still really classify as a nobody. Don't use somebody who has a character who has all this baggage because you are doing one of two things as a writer in making that decision. You are either expecting people to care because of them caring about this character from previous incarnations, which is not Mm. earned. You have not earned your audience's concern for this character. Or two, because you don't understand that people really care about and love this character. Yeah, it, it, it's just, like, Brainstorm is a really weird choice. I mean, if you're gonna, like, grab anybody out of a hat from G1 and, like, okay, we have an established characters, but here's a known character from G1, why would you go for one of the, like, top tier of the last series? It's an odd yeah. choice. So, that just... Or just make him a nobody. Just, like, does it matter? Yeah, like I said, just use some nobody. Like, like highbrow, nobody cares about. And, and I, I say that fully knowing that I'm, like, the one person who gives a million fucks about, like, Fastlane and Cloudraker. So I know 
someone out there probably really cares about that character. Rob, Rob liked highbrow because he had um, it as a toy as a kid. Yeah. But other than yeah. that, so helicopters like, are two blades. Nobody cares. I, I know I'm saying that knowing that there there are absolutely people out there who who are yeah. more interested in that character. But still, it's like... It just, yeah, like I said, it's just adequate. It's not... I know that we have been spoiled. We have been so spoiled. But, like, this is one issue, but I think, like, the first, by the end of the first issue of More Than Meets the Eye, I had, I cared more about Swerve than I had ever cared about Swerve. Yes. I I never gave a shit about Swerve until he was, like, the guy at the check-in counter. It's like... Yes, I like there's, this little weirdo. There's just a spark that's missing, and it just, yeah. and it's missing. And I'm, I know that we've certainly had, yeah, like I said, it's, it's adequate. It's not bad, yeah. but no, it's not it's, good. I, I want to say it's a good start, but it really isn't. It isn't a good first issue, really. It's a good yeah. issue. But as a first issue, it needs something more. <clears throat> Although part of yeah. the baggage is, hey, you got Optimus and Megatron all over again. Oh, goody. I think there's something that... I think what... And, and I mean, like, we've certainly had good Transformers. Like, John Barber was great, and he didn't really come from the fandom the way, no. you know. Uh, but... <sighs> The thing that Roberts did was that he he came from a position of already knowing and Way trusting too much about Transformers. he was well yes but knowing how they were cool like yeah. what was interesting about them and this comic seems like it's still trying to sell you on the idea that they're interesting and it's like, Maybe. well, comics are expensive, and I'm not going to pick this up if I don't already think they're interesting. Like, yeah. so, and that's, that's where it sort of, you know, you could get to swerve because you weren't setting up, like, the basic concepts. So I feel like this is so busy setting up the basic concepts, and you know, it's giving us this new character, so it's like, oh, you're seeing all this stuff through the eyes of this new character. But it's not trusting that you already think this stuff is already pretty cool and you don't need a new character to show you why Cybertron is a fascinating place. I guess, I guess it would have been more interesting to, like, you cut out the Optimus and Megatron, focus more on the new character, and make something mm-hmm. more than just an aside out of, why the fuck are there monkeys on Cybertron? <laughs> like, make that more of a twist. You know... I I cannot fault you for getting super hung up on the monkeys. I, Why the hell are they it, there? It, it's <laughs> so like because the hype of this is like, oh, it's pre-war Cybertron. It's before the Autobot and Decepticon wars and all that stuff. All the four million years ago, they're starting from square one. And and why are there monkeys at square one? This is not two thousand and one. What the hell? Yeah, I I like I said, I I'm feel so like confused by them. It's, I understand wanting to, you know, I, I realize one of the conceits of this series is that it's, 
it, it being this early on, it's sort of before they've alienated themselves from the rest of galactic civilization. So it's showing that, you know, they have interactions with aliens, but it would be helpful if they were more, if they were like insectoid Actual people, they could have even used oh. like one of the weird, like that lizard guy who hung out with Defcon in the cartoon, you know? Oh yeah, uh, Sleaze Bago or something. Yeah. Something weird. Like, it's just monkeys. And, and like, okay, the first thing, cute new rubble. It's like, oh, what are these thingies? And they, he talks to the aliens or whatever. And the second <laughs> thing that happens is Windblade shoots at them. Yeah. Windblade is a jerk. I will say that, like, again, talking about caring more about Swerve than I had ever cared about Swerve before in my life. But, like, Making me not care that much about Windblade takes effort, but but here we are. <laughs> yeah. I am not that invested in this Windblade. Not yet, no. Well, it's, it's like, yeah, because comics Windblade I really love. Robots mm-hmm. in Disguise Windblade I kind of like. I have not watched her in, in Adventures in Babysitting yet. Yeah. Bumblebee sitting. Bumblebee needs an adult. But this, this I, I'm... It's just, we, that's, this comic is weird. And I know we talked before about how sometimes novelists take a little time to get into the flow of how a yeah. comic book should be paced, even Wordiness. if they're excellent novelists. Yeah. But, yeah, and, the, and so, you know, I'm not gonna say, oh, I'm not gonna read any more of it, but I'm sure I'll keep reading it, but it may quickly get to the point, like, the original ongoing somewhere around international incidents uh, when I would pick up a stack of comics on Wednesday and like read, you know, new, the new X-Men stuff and everything. And that just sort of ended up at the bottom of the pile and eventually not even being read. And then I was just buying them out of, I guess, a sense that I should be buying them. Inertia and that archival sensibility I mentioned with the with the yeah. machinima stuff. Yeah, but like my yeah. piles of Spider Man's I need to get to, but I I'll I'll be reading this because I mean, it's Transformers, but I, so yeah. I'll give it more of a chance than anything else. But yeah. uh, you got to do something in the this, next two issues, buddy. At this point, I'm rating it a solid Shane McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean. Maybe it'd be better if I read it in a Scottish accent. Maybe. Like how occasionally there would be like jokes and more than meets the eye that you only got if you read them in a British accent. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and I, I was actually just recently catching up, uh, cause I hadn't gotten around to reading the end of the Unicron mini-series and the last couple episode, episodes, issues of Optimus Prime. Uh, but that did sort of juxtapose even more to me, like very good Transformers writing that gets what it's doing versus this very like, beginner level, I I watched some episodes of G1 <laughs> Kind of, you know, I read the series Bible level of, mm. of Transformers writing. So, I mean, I'll give it time. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, maybe some other time they can afford Kieran Gillen 
to write some Transformers because I would love a Kieran Gillen Transformers oh, series. That that would be pretty interesting. He he is an established uh old school UK G1 fan, so. Yeah. Maybe if I pretend that Rubble is the new Pokemon trainer from Scotland? <laughs> Maybe. I I I would I feel like at this point we have enough like established professional comic book writers who are actually like Transformers fans <laughs> who we could get to write these things and not just get people who are kind of phoning it in. But again, I'll I'll keep at it. I'll see how it goes. Maybe he's just getting his footing. Hmm. But but we'll see. It's but I know we've been spoiled. Nothing nothing is going to be the first time you read Last Stand of the Wreckers again. But Oh, oh yeah. That, that 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 was a first fucking issue, damn. Cuz that's the thing is that it at that point in at that point in like the fandom's history, we hadn't really had writing to quite that level yet, so having it suddenly, like, holy crap, and and I realized that we're never going to have the first thing that's that good again, but it oh. would be nice to have something that is that good again. Wait, again, and this is like, another idea to fix this issue if Rubble had been hanging out with Brainstorm, goes to meet Bumblebee at the door, comes back in, oh, Brainstorm's dead. So we've had yeah. a chance to be introduced to Brainstorm. Also, of just for all corpse. that, for all that to have happened in the first five pages, because again, yeah. another thing that Roberts really spoiled us on was decompressed storytelling. Cause he had, he, he wanted no part of decompressed storytelling. <laughs> no, he like, well, cause, cause his more writing style was more like, um, like 2000 AD and other stuff like British comics are used to writing like eight page stories. He just wrote yeah. like two, two or three stories in each issue. Yes. Or is it, well, this so. is kind of with the Optimus and Megatron, but that's all a talkie scene. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we'll keep at it. We'll, we'll see how it is. But for now, I am definitely underwhelmed. I'm kind of yeah. sad Which, at I, how merely adequate I, it is. But on the other hand, maybe maybe if I do well enough as a novelist, I can then try to break into comics by writing the next Transformers thing. Well, that'd be nice in a while. But it's um, I don't think there's any way this series could have lived up to the last series anyway. So the first (laughs) issue was going to be slightly disappointing. This is just what's the opposite of surplus to requirements. Yeah, adequate. yeah, it's it's adequate. It's definitely okay. It's, it's like as I... negative as okay can be. Okay, so so my, my final words, my final review on this is: go read Star Trek versus Transformers. It's fun. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do a reread of More Than Meets the Eye. I've well, been getting back that, into working on, on my own writing that. lately, and I will say there's definitely some influence there that I had, and, and I need to get back to reading some good things again. Uh, so yeah, that was definitely a comic, I guess, in, what's it gonna be, a month or two weeks? What's our schedule on this series? Within a month, 
Oh no, I, I doubt it's double shipping. It, it does weird. say at the end it it says continued in two weeks. So oh, it does. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll be back in two ish weeks. Yeah. So we will we'll keep at it. We'll keep going, and uh, maybe if we get bored, we'll throw some Power of the Primes in there with Ron Perlman. Um, yes. I I have things I like to Perlman. say about my evolving thoughts on use of Beast Wars characters. So yeah. maybe I'll I'll speechify on that at some point. But in the meantime, uh. Well, we will be, we will still be doing Stasis Pod, where we are right smack in the middle of, uh, Prime Season 2, uh, on the subject of some good writers, and on, on the subject of some other writers they could have write some things. Some other writers who could have definitely written some Transformers comics. Uh, we are also doing our monthly Superhuman Samurai Cyberpod. Uh, where we're talking about SSSS.Gridman. Uh, Baby Dan Dan intensifies. A.K.A. all the Transformers and Ultraman references. Yes. And various other things. With guests, uh, sometimes. Yes. Uh, we have a Patreon set up at uh, patreon.com slash iaconunderground.net to help with our hosting expenses and other costs. And uh, this month we're going to be posting a special episode talking about Captain Marvel. Yay. That's that episode's going to kill my voice. I'm just <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. I'm gonna have it's let's talk about some good writing. Alright. Uh so until we have an issue two of this to talk about, that's it for tonight. This is Jen. And David. Good night. Underground Radio is hosted by IaconUnderground.net. We are listener-supported through Patreon, where you can help us cover the cost of running this show and our other podcast, Stasis Pod, at patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. We are on Twitter at IaconUG, Tumblr at IaconUnderground.tumblr.com, and Facebook at Facebook.com slash IaconUnderground.